Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special Wednesday night edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Thank you for showing up this evening. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, tell the listeners why. See, I am very pissed off at my co-host. Of course, you can tell by the tone of my voice that it's in a playful fashion. It's in a comedic uh, high pitch. Yes, well, that, I'm doing that on purpose. See? <laughs> um, Go on. But, um, but yes, I was all ready to go last night. I had done my research. I had c- compiled notes, things I wanted to talk about. And my, my happy ass was all excited. I was even talking to other people. Oh, I'm really excited to do this show this evening. This will be a good one. Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw. Well, Monday Night Raw always gives us con- content because it sucks. But here I am. I'm, you know, just... And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm logged into the thing for 20 minutes long because we do this thing on Zoom. I'm like, hmm... Where's Elio? This is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So I message him. Usually he gets back pretty quickly. I'm like, another 20 minutes goes by. I'm like, I I don't feel like sitting in this empty green room anymore. So 40 minutes later, click, and I'm back to YouTube watching to catch a predator clips. Sorry to watch what? They catch a predator clips. Oh, okay. Well, because, because let, let me explain something to you. Obviously, I'm not a weirdo in that regard. Uh, the uh, the um, the show itself is very serious, but um, but there's this there's this YouTuber that I found that takes a very comedic approach to roasting the predators, and okay. I. I swear to God, if the, if the desk was not here to hold me up, I would be on the floor multiple times this week. Because he just has me dying. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. It, it, yes, it's very funny. Um, so I, I've enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to do this particular episode. This one will be a uh, somewhat condensed episode um, because of the fact that we're a little bit late. Usually we do um, the review shows a little bit quicker, but um, but we'll get this one out quickly for you, and uh, it'll just be Survivor Series and Monday Night Raw. And we're going to move Wrestling Roulette and um, Time Warp over to Saturday night. Absolutely. So uh, feel ben, free to I, catch I, up, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta tell you... Um, now, you know, um, that wrestling TV app that I use, um, it's got, right. like, paid content, and it's got, like, all the free stuff. It's got a lot of free shows, like, wrestling shows from Portland and Detroit and stuff. But uh, when I mentioned Best Of uh, series, that one, those ones I can't watch, so the way I'm going to do it is I looked at uh, the poster where the logo cover thing and it I had it had a list of like say Ted DiBiase okay it had a list of all the, all his opponents that he's had matches against right. so I'm gonna go through each one like Jim Duggan etc and I'm gonna find 
all those uh, matches from UWF and Mid-South, and that's how I'm going to do these. Oh, that's awesome. And another one has been added to the coming soon, uh, the best of Kamala. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, we had a run-in. My, my apologies. So, um, another one added to the coming soon is the best of Kamala. Oh, God. So, yeah, that, that should be interesting. Every time I hear Kamala's name now, I laugh. And it's not at the guy, but it's like an inside joke between my friend and I. So, I'll leave that off the air. But, uh, but yeah, I tend to laugh. All right, so uh, we say we into tonight's episode. Absolutely, enough of our bantering. And we are going to kick it off with the survivors. Ben, what you think of this show? Um, the high points were very, very good, and the low points and the I don't give a fuck points were very, very obvious. And I'm betting, um, you know, long-term viewers will be able to guess which um, which parts are going to fall under which category because, oh boy. Now, I know you don't watch the kickoff show. I was watching it, um, but, you know, I, I don't know why they had this match on there. Thank you. That's what Shin- I said. Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Damien Priest by disqualification. Why would Damien Priest like get himself disqualified? I, I don't get well, it. Be, well, it's it's very um odd because by now we know that the Intercontinental and United States titles do not have nearly the degree of uh, prestige that they used to. Not even close. Um, actually, they're closer to the level of the 24-7 championship, which we'll get into later on God. in our WWE Raw review. I was looking at the results. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Go on. Um, but, you know, but in all seriousness, there's been a lot of comedy to start this show, but I was, I was legitimately... Uh, confused as to why they would put that match of all things on the pre-show because you know Damian Priest specifically uh, nothing against Shinsuke Nakamura we just know how he's been booked but Damian Priest you know seems to be an area of focus and one of the few bright spots on Monday Night Raw so I'm surprised that he didn't get a spot on the main card he did, he did upset me when he destroyed that guitar. I'm like, oh, that hurts my heart. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit PO'd when I read that myself. Did you, uh, uh, and, uh, and hear Pat McAfee in the background, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I like I said, I didn't hear Yeah, no, I'm, I no, I, no, I'm, I'm telling you, Pat McAfee, when I, when David Priest broke the guitar over me, Pat McAfee freaked out. He's like, you son of a bitch. I love Pat McAfee. He's so much fun. <laughs> so uh, that brings us to the first match on the show itself. We had Becky Lynch defeating Charlotte Flair. But this, for me, was the one match of the night because I really enjoyed this match. 
absolutely. Um, far and away, in my opinion, uh, you know, definitely one of the highlights. Um, there was, there were a few things that I didn't like, but um, by by and large, I found that match to be very uh, entertaining and surprising to a certain degree because we have heard for weeks on end prior to Survivor Series about the supposed heat between the two of them. So, um, you know, the fact that they were able to put that aside to a certain extent and produce the match that they did, um, I was very impressed. Hey, see, what was Becky wearing? That that that, that doesn't look like what like anything she would wear to... Like um, it was it, it, it was very weird. It kind of um, yeah. Like, it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of um, Elizabeth Hurley in that uh, Brandon Fraser movie. Oh, bedazzled. Yep. Yeah. It just my man. There you go. You you, you <laughs> understand my references. Very nice. Yep. Um, but it just um, I I don't know. It it, it just seemed like it was kind of out of the left field. You know, I. I didn't hate the actual outfit. Um, the no, boots, it, was, it was just an odd choice. <laughs> the, the boots were the oddest thing about it. You know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, now, the ending, I have to point out, because I hate when matches end this way. Oh, with the roll-up? With with the roll up and the ropes thing, yeah, I I, I because, didn't like that. I, I for real, I thought for sure she was gonna like use the whatever the the armor on Charlotte. Yeah, well, that would have made more sense. And see, I understand that they're trying to push um, Becky as a heel, so I guess it makes a little bit of sense for her to do a, a heelish move like that. It's my problem comes from the fact that both of these ladies are in the heel department at the moment. And it's very, very clear that the audience wants to cheer Becky Lynch. So I just, I found that ending to be a little bit uh, off-putting. It's kind of random, especially with how good the actual match was. So I just feel like the ending did it a little bit of a disservice, but that that doesn't take away from from the overall quality of the match. So uh, shout out to them, and I I would even go as far to say as that might be the last time we see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for a very long time, especially if, if well, yeah. But I, but I meant it in in the regard that I just know that they have uh, um, personal issues with each other, so um, they might keep each keep them away from each other for the time being. Then we have the first Survivor Series match: Team Raw defeating Team SmackDown. Raw Team Raw had Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley, while SmackDown had Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. So, what did you think of this match? For me, this was just 
Okay. Um, I, I thought uh, Team Raw had it more together than Team SmackDown. Because Team SmackDown looked uh, just really weird. Yeah, um, you know, and... Any team with Baron Corbin on it is weird. I don't know. No, no, he's not... Uh, he's not Survivor Series quality, in my no, opinion. No, no. Um, and, and the other, the other thing too um, was one. I thought the match was entirely too long. Uh, that I, th- I believe it went just shy of a half an hour. It, it went twenty nine fifty six. Yeah, almost thirty minutes. Jeez. And that was just entirely too long. And um, was it just me, or was the uh, camaraderie between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy fucking weird? Yeah, especially uh, since they were feuding for, like, what, a year? <laughs> yeah, you know, with a junkie, uh, Jeff Hardy, and all of a sudden him and Sheamus are friends. Yeah, that um, was weird. I, I, I don't understand that at all, um, but um, I, thought, I thought they made... Um, Raw, in and of itself, look really stupid. Um, from the very beginning, when uh, Kevin Owens walked out on his team, I mean, I know he's a heel, but what was the motivation for doing that? And then, if if you'll allow me for just a second, I li- I'd like to back up, okay? Because there were a few um, there were a few elements at the very beginning of the show that I found very interesting and I'd like to discuss that. Okay. Um, number one, the video package for um, for Charlotte and Becky did a better job of building up that match than the entire, you know, three-week build to Survivor Series. And I, I you know... I can't really knock the the video package department, I, or uh, you know the production elements on those are fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but I just f- find it very strange that they choose to put effort into video packages and not producing compelling storylines on TV. Um, you know, it, it, now, now, if I'm playing devil's advocate in favor of WWE on this one, um, I would I would venture to say that they felt that the uh, belt exchange that went awry would have been enough to build up the feud between them because, you know, that segment. Um, unintended or not, really did show the um, animosity between the two. And it made me, as a fan, want to see them uh, kick each other's asses, which added an extra element of of reality Mm -hmm. um, to the situation that, in my opinion, WWE often misses out on. Um, But um, the other thing... I want to bring up real quick, and this will also bleed into uh, Monday Night Raw as well. The egg of Mr. Man, the uh, the Easter egg hunt, so to speak. I swear, um, you know what? When they when I first heard about this egg, I thought, 
Oh no, they're not going to bring the Goblet of the Gooker back because well, you know what? I'd love to see Kane return just to Tombstone the Goblet of the Gooker. Well, and and in all seriousness, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, they're not gonna they're not gonna do a Thanksgiving gobbledygooker appearance. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to launch a public forum just to a lobby against Hector Guerrero showing up on uh, Survivor. Now, ben, did did you get to see? Uh, no, you obviously you didn't watch it live. Survivor Series '90. But no. did, did, you did see it though. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I especially remember the, you know, the main event with, uh, Taker. I think, I think that was... No, no, that was Undertaker's debut. No, that's, what did I say? Um, that's you said, you said, uh, the main event with Taker. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Undertaker debut, my apologies. Yeah, that was the first time we saw the giant egg with the gobbledy cooker. Oh God! So that's what I thought, but um, you know, it was just very strange um, because obviously they were trying to uh, capitalize on the fact that you know it's The Rock's twenty um, fifth anniversary with WWE. But the fact is, they knew ahead of time that he wasn't going to show up based on his um, production schedule. And they still decided to go with this theme because they entered into a partnership with Netflix. So they were... They well, were all, well have, have you seen the show Red Notice? Did you check it out? No. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it either. I was just wondering. No, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, it's just, if you can't get The Rock, and yet you're building the entire night around this, you know, gift from The Rock to, to Vince, you're also showing highlights of his career, um, and, you know, and he's not there. Um, you you know WWE automatically put themselves in the hole, and and not only that, but instead of scrapping the storyline entirely, they let it air on Survivor Series because they were contractually obligated to do so. So that part I can I can understand because they were already you know they're already locked in for that, but then to continue it. On um, Monday Night Raw, even after it was such a clusterfuck to begin with, is ridiculous. So you are making your fans scratch their heads, like, "What the fuck is going on here?" First of all, what you know, what, what would the Rock care about a fucking egg? And and per- and personally. You know how many people have even seen the red, the Red Notice movie because it's it's a Netflix exclusive. It's not like it's out in theaters. You know, no disrespect to the Rock because he's made several movies that I actually thoroughly enjoy. But you know, those Netflix specials don't really uh, tend to impress. Um, the only one I'm telling you, the only one I'm waiting for is Cobra Kai season four. Well, I, I I have never seen a single episode of Cobra Kai. Oh, come on! 
Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my Ben's last show. I'll be sending out applications <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Um, but I, I do find that weird. And then the the fact that Austin Theory, of all people, um, was... <laughs> I know, I saw that. Go on. So, so this is... If, you, if you're asking me why I'm jumping ahead to Austin Theory when we haven't gotten to Monday Night Raw yet, let me, let me explain. This whole egg storyline is so fucking stupid. It's Cleopatra's egg, which was a, a set piece from Red Notice. But they drew this out over a two-night period, and I guarantee you... No one in Brooklyn gave a single fuck. <laughs> because, you know, first of all, Brooklyn was fucking silent as hell for the okay. vast majority of that pay-per-view, which I can't blame them for, quite frankly, because a lot of that pay-per-view outside of the opening match and the main event... Oh, you're talking about Sunday night. What about on uh, Monday? Because, well, because, like I said, I didn't get to see all of it. I'm still watching it, but... Oh, my God, Monday? bro. Uh, it was fucking painful. No, was the crowd silent as well on yes. Monday? Oh, God. Yes. The, 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 the biggest uh, deal coming out of Monday was some internet goon attacking Seth Rollins oh, live on that. the air. I saw that. We'll get into that as well. But 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 I I digress. The, the the point being that Austin Theory of all people, uh, you know, it's just it's fucking weird. And the only thing that I can come up with is maybe they were trying to you know draw comparisons to The Rock and and Stone Cold. I don't know. But I, I don't get it. <laughs> But it, it was just very random because yeah. automatically the the storyline on Monday shifted to whoever finds this egg gets a WWE championship. That's match stupid. That's so stupid. But but why would you? Okay, but why would you put Austin Theory in that situation? Because <laughs> nobody and and nobody believes that that Austin Theory is going to beat Big E at this point in time. You know, maybe several years down the line, but certainly not now. So, you know, uh, right there, you just wasted your main event of Monday Night Raw. But, you know, to, to wrap up this whole uh, Easter egg segment kind of thing, I don't know what the fuck they were even doing with it, but um, it's just so stupid. Why would you enter into uh, into a deal with Netflix even after you realize that The Rock isn't going to be there, you fucking dipshits? So, so then, then because because of the fact that they're they're contractually obligated to do so, us fans are subjected to the, to this absolute bullshittery. Um, you know, over over a two night period. I mean, this it's just physically painful, and it does a disservice to your entire paper. Now, getting getting back to the actual matches, 
um, after after Charlotte and Becky and the uh, men's yep. Survivor Series match. We had the match. Battle Royal, which I thought should have been on the kickoff show. Oh, God. Thank you. Or better yet, don't have the fucking thing. And again, again, this is The Rock's 25th anniversary uh, okay, Battle Royal. Okay. And you want to draw comparisons between Omos and the fucking Rock. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but, but, but here's the thing, right? So automatically, once again, the WWE just makes itself look asinine before the thing even starts because it is sponsored by Pizza Hut. Oh, my. Oh, that's why I saw they, they did that Pizza Hut spot. That P with, yes, with the Street and, Profits. And the Street Profits are, oh, are fleeing pizza all over Brooklyn. I was trying to figure out why why we were seeing that pizza spot. Okay, that's just... You know, all in <laughs> the Barclays Center. You know, nobody's concerned about COVID in the Barclays Center with flying pizza everywhere and, you know, whatever. And let me ask you, what does the winner of this Battle Royal even get? <laughs> <laughs> the Triple Treat Box, courtesy of Pizza Hut. And, you know, I tweeted, I, I swear to God, I tweeted this, but, but because most of you are not privy to my Twitter, I'll share it, to you, I'll share it with you here. Um, I tweeted my displeasure regarding Pizza Hut. Because one, I don't need to see flying pizza on a wrestling pay-per-view. And two, I don't need to see a battle royal where the only prize is pizza. That, you know, what is this? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You know, go to WrestleMania or some shit? I, you know, I don't know. Are you joking right now or are you being serious? Yeah, the, I'm serious. The prize for this, for this, um... Battle Royal was a triple treat box from Pizza Hut. So I tweeted. <laughs> so I tweeted. Um, you know, I assure, I assure you that Pizza Fuck. Hut fucking sucks. It's, Pizza Hut is a terrible, terrible product. I assure you. I already, um, I already threw my headphones once. Yeah, it, we're we're breaking records here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast tonight. Uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we got a little bump in viewership today uh, by like uh, 21 people uh, today, and um, I assure you that after you hear um, some of the upcoming rants, um, we're gonna get another boost in viewership after this one goes up. So, oh, go on. Uh, I just don't. Un, un, you'll you'll forget me, but I had to mention one more thing about about um, this battle royal situation. So, I couldn't believe what they did here. Oh, okay, oh. so almost or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, he eliminated 12 people in this in this situation and these stupid motherfuckers had the goal to compare him to Kane oh i heard that in the royal rumble to, from 2001 
I, I heard Are that. you fucking high? <laughs> okay? Don't do that. Why are you saying don't do that? It's a battle royal. Isn't it the same thing? No, you fucking sims. It's not the same thing. Let me explain to you why. Okay? Now, I, I'm not I'm not calling our audience sims because you guys aren't moronic motherfuckers. I'm, I'm calling the people that would argue with me regarding this point, Sims. Okay? So, so the prize for winning the Royal Rumble is a world title shot in the main event of WrestleMania, which actually means something. And the prize for this battle royal, which should have never even been a fucking concept, is the... Tr- is the triple tree box from fucking Pizza Hut. What? And uh, by the way, in in case you're one of our many new uh, viewers, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. We're we're very pleased to have you. Uh, Number two, you should know that um, I say fuck on a regular basis on this podcast. It's one of my favorite words. It just rolls so eloquently off the tongue, and it, it tends to portray my distaste with WWE very effectively. Uh, but when Elio says fuck, it's a special occasion. So <laughs> he, has, he has already broken his record uh, for number of fucks, and we haven't even been on the air for a half hour at this point. Oh. So um, I I thoroughly appreciate your your participation in this historical episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, episode one fifty eight. I'll have you know. Um. So thank you very much for that. Uh, so so we move on to the next match. Absolutely. Which is RK Bro defeating the Usos, and this one was surprised because. No, we know what's gonna happen now. Roman Reigns is gonna is gonna chew the Usos out on Friday. Well, well, he should. Um, but but I I have to wonder why this match even took place. And before anyone says anything, I know champion versus champion at Survivor Series. I understand. However, there was no build to this match. Whatsoever. Uh, number two, um, the match itself was boring as hell up until the very end. Um, you know, I I don't care. I think I was I think I was out getting getting a uh, leftover slice of pizza when this match was happening. Was it from Pizza Hut? <laughs> no, no. I can assure you, it was not. Um, I had to. No, this pizza is absolutely delicious. I, I don't have... I, I get it from a wonderful place uh, called Sons of Sicily. Um, oh, in, wow. uh, Sounds very Italian. Yes. And and then um, I have to tell you about another place off the air. It's actually Greek, but they, they have wonderful pizza. It's called... Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, My Three Sons. Um but it, it, it was very surprising because it was a Greek joint, but yeah, we got pizza, and it was fucking delicious. Uh, but um, I'm making myself hungry. But my my, my point being, uh, people, uh, there are so many better choices than Pizza Hut. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and while I was while I was fetching myself a snack, uh, this match took place, and I have to ask, I I would legitimately like to ask somebody. I really don't understand what they're doing with Matt Riddle and um, Randy Orton anymore. It, it feels like it feels like this is this is going a little bit into the realm of ridiculous. We'll also get into that <laughs> the on Raw. Um, <laughs> that yes. was like when, when, when I saw that, like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there was that. And then what was the next match? Then the next match we had our second Survivor Series. It was the women, Raw versus SmackDown. Raw had Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. SmackDown had Sasha Banks, Sheena Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. For me, this match was, uh, just okay. Carmella, I'm getting tired of her stupid storyline. She, uh, with her mask and whatever, and uh, yeah, I was all confused when uh, Sasha was walking up the ramp. I guess uh, I must have missed where she got eliminated because all, all I saw was that uh, they were there, everyone was pulling her out of the ring. Yeah, um, this match was terrible, absolutely, absolutely terrible. Um, you know. One of my lowlights of the show, and I hate that because, one, it's supposed to be one of the cornerstones of the Survivor Series concept, uh, and two, you have some very talented women in this thing, and this is what you do with it. So, absolute lowlight of, of the evening. I didn't see, 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 Rhea Ripley on her own is good. When you have her away from Nikki, she's actually great in the ring. But like when you have those two teamed up, no. Oh no, no! Please make it stop. And that that brings us to the main event: Roman Reigns defeating Biggie. Now, uh, then I have to tell you, I it the ending surprised me because I was waiting for the mu- Roman's music to stop. I was waiting for something to happen. We keep saying like uh, WWE New Rock wasn't going to be there. I think he could have at least uh, done a sent in like a video, a message uh, via video. Yeah, I, if, I, if, I he, what if he wasn't going to be there in person. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And somebody on, on social media brought this up. But, but um, he did more talking about The Rock. He did more for Impact Wrestling at Bound for Glory last year than he did for his own anniversary show. Um, which, what does that tell you? You know, th- this show was was a swing and a miss uh, conceptually because the um, Survivor Series concept is outplayed, is, or I should say overplayed. Um, by now, and number number two, uh, it made no sense because as we covered a few weeks ago, uh, Adam Cole or uh, Adam Cole, uh, Adam Pierce and um, 
Sonny Deville run both shows. <laughs> so and and they were on air explicitly stating uh, that they wanted Raw to dominate uh, SmackDown, and then and then they were trying to make SmackDown look strong at the same time. But they didn't even know who the fuck they wanted on their teams to begin with because they made the original announcement via Twitter for one of your big four pay-per-views. Okay, how many how many team members were switched out of this one? And, uh, yeah, even, you know? even even before the pay-per-view, they switched team members out and replaced them. <laughs> oh my! So what does that tell you? Don't. Announce these things when you don't know what you're doing, people. Yeah, because it just makes everything look stupid. But uh, I was also reading where even fans were asking, "Where was the Rock?" <laughs> well, and, well, and justifiably so. I mean, especially especially if you're a casual fan. I mean, I mean, look, because if I hadn't watched WWE in a while and I had heard that you know this is the 25th anniversary of The Rock, and and they're running um, ads for his movies, and you know uh, highlights from from his career. I would expect The Rock to show up, especially with uh, Roman Reigns in the main event. So no, no, we are not taking calls at the moment. We no, certainly appreciate calls. that. But um. Okay, that wraps up Survivor Series. Ben, we're we'll going to move on to Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry. Do <laughs> oh, we have to? <laughs> this show shouldn't exist. I have to ask, what the hell was Riddle doing? He, he dressed up like Randy Orton. He had that stupid fake uh, mustache and beard. It's like, this, and this is what, And this is part of what I'm saying. It, it, that was just weird. It, you know... I, I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe I said this on our, uh, prediction show, um, for Survivor Series, which was also the AEW post show, um, since it's not, since we didn't mention Survivor Series in the, in the title, but if you were wondering why we didn't do a pre-show, it's because it was tied in with the, uh, AEW Full Gear review, which is, which is up, so if you want to, here are our thoughts going into uh, Survivor Series. Make sure you go back and take a look at that. Um, but um, what 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 is the point here? I mean, because okay, we we understand Bruce Prichard and company has made it very clear that Matt Riddle is running with a weed gimmick. Okay. Um, and if it wasn't abundantly clear, um, it should have been made abundantly clear at the pay-per-view that it should not be named because he came into the ring on a fucking camel. Um, but but as I mentioned on the uh, Survivor Series pre-show, um, I expected Randy and Riddle to break up at. Survivor Series and start building their uh, their program for a match at WrestleMania, perhaps. 
Well, I'm not sure I'm sure you can do that. Like, oh, well, they're tag team champions, so I don't know. Well, that's, that would have been easy to deal with because all you had to do was have... Have them like, drop the title on Raw. Well, there's that, but you you also could have... Um, you also could have had uh, Randy, RKO, uh, Riddle during their match with the Usos because now I understand it was champion versus champion, but there's nothing on the line here, people. That's the problem with Survivor Series. The, the only matches where it felt like something was legitimately on the line, therefore remotely important, was... Um, Charlotte Flair versus Becky. And as I stated earlier, they did a better job building that in the five-minute pre-match package than they did in three weeks of Survivor Series build. And then the other thing that was built up was obviously uh, Roman Roman Reigns versus Big E. Um, And, you know, yes, those matches were very, very good. But, you know... Once again, I, have to, I ha- would have to ask you, Survivor Series, what does it mean nowadays? Because nothing's on the line. Now, what they, what they should have done is, you know, you, you make it so that there's higher stakes... Um, in in these in these matches, in, in in particular the five on five matches, because what you can do is you can pun- you can punish the losers by maybe having them uh, you know have to go early in the Royal Rumble or you know take them out of the Royal Rumble at at the very least. There's got to be some effort put in to make these matches actually have something on the line because none of these matches were unification matches. You could have done a unification match with the tag team titles because God knows the tag team titles absolutely suck on um, on both brands because there are no tag team divisions. Uh, you could also uh, now I know this is going to be controversial, but the but the way that these titles are handled, I would also argue that perhaps the United States and Intercontinental Championships should be merged, uh, because you know you you have two two secondary titles, and if you count the tag team titles, that's four secondary titles in your company that have gotten no shine whatsoever, that mean absolutely nothing, which is an embarrassment in and of itself. You know, and and also, you know, why, why in the fuck would you do a WWE draft before Survivor Series? Because the other thing, if you don't want to tie Survivor Series into, into the Royal Rumble... You could you could have tied the the draft into Survivor Series and then done the actual draft on the Raw after Survivor Series and have the losing team or the losing teams on on the Survivor Series their their brands get less picks because they lost. 
I mean, it's 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 not that hard, people. I just gave you two, you know, concepts where Survivor Series could be awesome, and you could build matches that actually mean something. But no, I guarantee you, I promise you, you could have slept through the entire middle portion of this show. You could have you could have woken up at at eight o'clock and been there in plenty of time for the opening match. And then set your alarm for 10.30. You could have had a two and a half hour nap and still <laughs> caught everything that was important at Survivor Series. I don't, like, I don't understand this. And, and you know, for, for instance, um, we started this show, I think, roughly at 7.15, maybe a little bit later. It's now 8.02. And... And the episode of Dynamite that is just starting um, is going to mean more than Survivor Series did. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you it is. And they don't even have another pay-per-view to build until fucking February. And I guarantee you that Dynamite's going to mean more than than Survivor Series. February? Which one's in February? Um... Let me look. I think, um, it's, I think it's revolution because they're also doing Winter is Coming Again. Yes, but that's not a pay-per-view. That's a special. Oh, okay. That's a, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, AEW pay-per-view schedule. So while uh, Ben's looking that up, uh, let's take a look at the uh, next match with Bianca Belair defeating Tamina. Well, hold on, the first match, it was Riddle defeating Double Ziggler, which uh, I'm starting not to care, like you uh, just brought up. I, I don't care at all. Yep. I, I, really, I really don't, and that pisses me off, because Dolph Ziggler doesn't deserve that. So we uh, had, um yeah, Bianca Belair defeating Tamina. She delivered the kiss of death our second time, because they already had a match. Okay, here here we go. So, um, we have, let's see. So, um, we've, we've, so the one that just passed was full gear. We got, uh, and then the last one is Winter is Coming, which is a, a TV special. And then we have, um, Double or Nothing in, uh, uh, well, that hasn't been announced yet. Are they doing Revolution? Um, I it doesn't it doesn't look like it because okay. um, there's nothing scheduled in between Winter's coming and Double or Nothing, All according right. according to the lineup that I'm looking at. Okay, so. The third match, and we had AJ Styles and Omos to be in the Street Profits. And then, uh, Ben, <laughs> I'm sure this made you happy and uh, and mad at the same time. Carmella and Selena, Queen Selena defeat Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley to become the new champion. I don't even care. Because... Yeah, yeah, but now you don't have to, get, now you don't have to see Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley as a tag team anymore. Can they break up now, please? That would be the only positive that comes out of this. And and 
you know, the argument could be made that I come off like an asshole sometimes, and maybe that's the case. But the fact is, the the women's tag team titles belong in the trash with the twenty four seven title, which was also heavily featured. My God, look at this! One, two, three. No, sorry. Two. They, they, oh, this is the most that they've had. The two twenty four seven championships matches. That's the, that's the lowest number. A fuck. I know. I can't believe this is still a thing. Because because uh, it, it belongs in the trash, and that trash can needs to be set on fire. Okay, it it just does. I don't understand why these titles exist. You have. You have the 24-7 title, which doesn't mean anything. Trust me, we'll get into that in a minute, but I'm going to break this down for you. Because this is, this is how far WWE has fallen, and this is what has been illustrated over the Sunday and Monday that just passed. So you have the women's tag team titles. Uh, Elio, uh, we're going to do a one-person survey. Uh First of all, do the women's tag team titles mean a goddamn thing? No. Okay, that's that's one. We agree on that one, okay? We're going to go through all the titles in WWE, and we're going to have a dis- discussion. All right. So we've, we've established that the women's tag team titles need to, need to die. Agree? Yeah. Okay. We've established that the uh, 24-7 title needs to die. We're going to get into that in just a minute. We have plenty of justification for our argument on that one. Believe me, you're going to want to hear that rant. Uh, Okay, so the Intercontinental title, based on how that's been treated... It's almost like it's non-existent. I'm not going to say it should die because that's my favorite title of all time. Yep. But does it seem like that with the way it's been treated? No, it doesn't. Uh, United States title, when's the last time that was defended by Damian Priest or Apollo Crews? I can't remember. You know, who gives a fuck at this point? I certainly, I certainly don't. Um, you know, and and prior to uh, prior to Biggie winning the WWE title, um, you know, but even that title was a little bit iffy because so much emphasis has been put, rightfully so, on Roman Reigns and the Universal title. So pretty much. There is not one single secondary title on WWE television that means a goddamn thing. And it is disgusting. And we are going to illustrate one of our arguments with the 24-7 championship. With Cedric Cedric Alexander defeating Reggie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, this irritates me, and I'm actually going to make this uh, an official low light for the show. Trust me, man. Oh, look at the time on this, too. A minute and 30 seconds. Can you see me on the camera right now, Elio? I just want to make sure we're not having any uh, yes, I see you. malfunctions, because I want you to understand my anger here. Okay. okay. 
Let me, let me, let me pull you out so I'm looking you eye to eye. All right. Can you see my anger regarding yes. Cedric Alexander in this situation? Yes. I, he does like, bro, get the fuck out of WWE. Go hang out with your wife in AEW. They'll treat you better. They'll give you what the respect you deserve. Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, this is this is absurd. I mean, I hope they're paying you handsomely for this, but even if they are, is 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 the uh, extraction of your soul from your body worth any amount of money? Because that's what I that's what we witnessed on Monday Night Raw this week. Th- th- this is this is absolutely ridiculous. And what are you gonna say? Oh, he won! Shut the fuck up people because because later on he lost the the title to Dana Brooke (laughs) okay now now this really got me thinking okay on a multitude of of levels because we we actually have seen a woman win the 24-7 title on two different occasions yeah Prior to this, one the first one I believe was uh, Candice Michelle. Uh, I think. Yeah, Candice Michelle's been out was out long before twenty four seven title. No, but didn't she come back for like a special episode or something? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think she did. Yeah, for one of those legend episodes or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and, and then uh, she, Amber Moon was the other one. And then and well yeah well, I don't th- I don't think Amber Moon ever won it. She got injured while chasing it. But the, the oh other okay one that, okay no I, I thought she I ended up winning it though okay. I, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Okay. But I don't think so. And then the other one that I know for sure was a pregnant Maria Kanellis. That was bad. That was bad. That was, that was part of the whole cuck storyline. You're like, are we listening to a wrestling podcast or a pornographic review? No, people. There was an actual cuck storyline. I don't even you Oh, that's stupidness. Oh. What? What'd you say? No, I said, oh, that's stupidness. Jeez. No. So, so, okay. So now that we've gone through that history, let's discuss Dana Brooke. Um, because now, what are they going to do? How are they going to get it off of her? They can't... Based on how it was portrayed last night, they're not going to get it off of Dana Brooke because none of the men even wanted to touch her. I don't, I don't understand. No, I mean, I mean, this is now. Now it was easy to get it off of um, Maria Canellas because she was pregnant at the time. We understand yeah. that. So this is just another example of WWE's stupidity. Never know. Our truth could probably end up winning it again. Yeah, he's he's got the most title reigns in the history of WWE at this point, and nobody gives a fuck because it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, next we have Bobby Lashley defeating Dominic Mysterio again by submission. I don't care. How many times yeah. have we seen this shit? I don't. I thought we were done. I thought we were done. I thought this was only a Survivor Series thing. I mean, I mean, the, the only thing that's more painful than this regarding Bobby Lashley was the ass flex. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I I don't need I don't need this. I mean, this is almost as redundant at this point as Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio. Oh. I mean, it's just it's not necessary. And then we had Damian Priest uh, defeating Sami Zayn. What was the what was the, the time on that match? Eight minutes and fifty seconds. And then, and then, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Damian Priest have another match after that? Um, I'm not seeing it here. Um, what on the site that I'm looking at? I'm not seeing it. Alright, well, I, I admit I was only watching WWE with one eye. And, because I, I did see um, uh, a video clip on Instagram where he lost it again. And, like, he... So, I guess he must... I guess he did have one after that one. After or he, the or he might have... Or he might have attacked somebody. I... This is how little I care about money and I roll at this point. Let me let me look it up so I can I can get this right and not look like an idiot on my own show. Hold up one sec. And then okay, and then um, after that we had Biggie defeating Austin Theory in the main event. Which, the again, no one cares. Sorry. To, to the surprise of absolutely no one because nobody get, could possibly give a single shit. Uh, and uh, that's how uh, that's how Raw ended. There was one dark match afterwards, a fourteen man tag team lumberjack match. Oh God! Are you ready for this, Ben? Uh, no. <laughs> we had Cesaro and Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Randy Orton, Rick Shane Riddle defeating Austin Theory. Happy Corbin, The Usos, Kevin Owens, Mad Cat Moss, and Sheamus. That was a I dark do- match. I dozed off while you were going through that lineup. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, clo- I closed my eyes for a minute, and I don't even want you to repeat yourself because <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> Great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on my bus. Oh, wait a minute. I have to kick myself off my own bus because all so, I've been doing is yelling so, for the last hour. Did you find? Did you find it? Uh, no, no. But I think, I, th- I think I got confused because Bobby Lashley was in a handicap match. Or no, no. We're talking about. What, I was talking about Damian Priest. Hold Damian up. Damian Priest. Yeah, you're talking about Damian Priest. Um. No, no, I'm, I'm, I must have been seeing things. Okay. Which yeah, is perfectly he, possible because he, he, I, he could have just uh, lost it and attacked someone or whatever after the match. I'm still waiting for this heel turn to happen because we know what's going to happen. 
Well, I think he's. A, I think Bobby Lashley was already a heel. Oh no, I'm talking about Damian Priest. Oh, oh, I don't know why I got Bobby Lashley on the brain. Gives <laughs> a fuck. Um, yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, especially since since Priest has gotten these crazy eyes uh, lately. Yep. So it wouldn't surprise me. Alright, so that is our Monday Night Raw. Is there anything else before we we uh, close the Raw report? Uh, no. And uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us for this abbreviated show. Um, you know, it, it's getting more and more painful on a, on, a, on a weekly basis, people. Every time we think WWE couldn't possibly get any worse, here we are. Again, well, no, you you said a couple of weeks back uh, it wasn't a bad show. I think the the last one last week. No, that that was the November sixth episode. I yeah, think. yeah, okay, November sixth. Yeah, so that they, they weren't all because there was actually like one, but like well, still, it's only one. Yeah, I just I I just I wish that we could have consistently good TV because. You know, actually, you know, this is a this is a good time to bring this up. My my friend, who's a who's a wrestling promoter, um, for the company that I'm associated with, he put he he posted an honest question on his uh, Facebook account, and it, and it read like this. Um, he said, um, "Why is anyone still a WWE fan?" You know, he, and he explained, I'm not talking shit. I'm just very curious because um, he had been watching the Battle Royal and got very upset at things. Um, and, and one guy in particular posted a response that I fully agreed with and was the reason why I still watch WWE. And that's because I care about several of the performers and... The biggest part is that WWE has been a part of my life for so long that it, it would it would feel like a death to me if I stopped watching it. You know, I I never had any interest in being a fair weather fan toward WWE, um, but it it's it's getting harder and harder to justify watching it. But but the only justification that I need is this podcast. So I, I, I'll end this show by saying that as angry as I was with you to start the show, Elio, uh, maybe I can also blame you for my continued exposure to shitty wrestling on a weekly basis, courtesy of WWE and Mr. Elio Canella. Why? Like, I didn't put the show out on the show. That's all WWE. They put the show together. But Elio, I thought you were a religious man. You're supposed to keep me away from evil people, such as WWE. (laughs) Isn't Father Elio supposed to don his power and help wayward souls? This is true. What's going on? You know, I want Father Elio to make an appearance next week because I want to have a discussion. All right, I'll, uh, I'll make sure he shows up. Yes, you'll you'll have you'll have more alter egos than Alexa Bliss. 
Alright, so um, Saturday we have our regular shows. So we're going to be doing AEW Smackdown now. And, and Rampage. And Rampage. We also have the Time Warp is returning. Uh, we're going to have uh, two Japan shows uh, from 91. You know what, Ben? I, I did something on my notepad here. I, what I did was I put all the Japan shows together and all the UWF shows together. So we, in addition to uh, Japan, we're also gonna we still have Memphis to look at, and then we uh, then we have a bunch of UWF Mid South shows, which should be fun. I'm looking forward to that for sure. By the way, we're gonna get through the Memphis, and we're gonna throw in two Japan shows, and we also have Wrestling Roulette. Yes, sir. I had to redeem myself from the last time we played. I kind of <laughs> shit the bed a little bit. <laughs> Alright, so that way you bring tonight's show to a close here. Absolutely. Alright, fans, that is our show for tonight. That was the Survivor Series, which, uh, actually, before we go, what are you going to give the whole show itself? Let me give it a C minus. I went with a B on this one. Oh God, you 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 really are a religious soul. Good God, you you are a giving individual, right here on Thanksgiving Eve. Good God, you it's know, a season of giving. You no, know, I should ask you: uh, Is Canadian Thanksgiving any different than American? How do you mean? Like, this might seem like a stupid question, but do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving? Yeah, October. Well, that's what that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Earlier. Yeah, we have it in October. Oh, interesting. Well, um, to make you feel better, and I, 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 I mean this quite seriously. What I'm about to say, um. We're not having turkey on my Thanksgiving table. We are having, uh, we are having... Wait, wait, I know, I know, I don't... Crap. No, no. Okay. We're having play mignon. I'm so excited. Ah, okay. Oh, it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, we don't really, uh, have turkey, um, actually, uh, my mom make potatoes in the oven, uh, we'll have stuffing, and it's about it, and my dad will make his pasta... You Italians in your pasta, <laughs> right? Uh, how many? Just, just for shits and giggles, real quick. I've always been curious about this, people. So, so this will be an educational experience to end the show. How many times a month would you say you have pasta? Okay, there's four weeks in a month, so every Sunday. But then, throw in maybe. Between six and eight times, <laughs> because we'll we'll have it like once or twice during the week too. Not only on Sunday, because every Sunday, you put the pot is on the stove, the water's boiling. <laughs> oh Lord, here we go. I just I had to. Ask, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I just I I had to ask you because you're, oh. you're you're only the second. Italian person I've been exposed to on a consistent basis in my entire life. So, and I'm just kind of curious. 
Yeah, no, so, that's cool. With that illuminating information, ending the show with a smile on my face, which Survivor Series certainly didn't accomplish, um, we will uh, sign off for this special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And we will be right back at you on Saturday. Uh, for all my American friends and listeners, we certainly wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And remember, people, the only rule on Thanksgiving is wear the appropriate pants. And with that being said, I bid you adieu. All right, fans, we will talk to you all on Saturday. Colossal, we come the